Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. My name is Aaron Jonas. Me and my families have spent the last 10 years in Central Asia. Our home is in a country that we refer to as Hisland. In this episode, Aaron will share with us two stories about his experience with Islamic tradition concerning marriage. In the first story, he talks about a couple's challenge of converting from Islam to Christianity. Here is his story. The story I want to share with you today is called Asel's Journey. Oh brother, I can tell you, Tamerlan is the best husband and father that he can be, and he's a good witness for his faith. These were the words of my good friend Sultan. Such assurance would be encouraging in almost every context, but in our particular situation, even this was merely a consolation. Well, let me take you to the beginning of our story. My friend Sultan is an Adventist pastor. He's responsible for a large, undeveloped area of his land with very small Christian presence. Tamerlan, our good husband and father from the beginning of our story, lives in a small village in the most remote region of the country. He was raised a Muslim, just like everybody else in his village. Tamerlan learned about Jesus and about the Bible while he was working abroad. Upon returning to his land, he worked for a while in our city, attending our native church, where he got solid instruction into biblical teaching and Christian living. Two years ago, Tamerlan returned to his native village to be with his grandparents, parents, wife and children. Their village lays in a very distant part of their remote region, many miles from the nearest Adventist. Over time, Tamerlan introduced his family to Pastor Sultan and to Sultan's wife and children. They all liked each other and they became good friends, even though Tamerlan's wife Asel understood that Sultan and his family are not Muslims. As often as they could, Tamerlan's family traveled to the nearest Adventist fellowship and they quickly made new friends there also. All was looking right and bright. Recently, Tamerlan was able to travel back to the city where he first became acquainted with Jesus. While he was there, he was baptized into the Adventist church. Upon returning to his very traditional home area, he kept the news of his baptism a secret. But his wife, Asel, sensed that something has happened. Since Tamerlan wasn't saying anything, Asel went ahead and asked him directly, Have you now become a Christian? When her husband told her the truth, Asel was honestly shocked. In her mind, it was one thing to be on friendly terms with good Christians like Sultan, his family and their church. It was an altogether different thing, on the other hand, to even give the slightest consideration to leaving their own precious faith 
which is Islam, and become one of those people, is exactly the step which her loving husband has now taken. Asel, actually encouraged by her husband's example of goodness and faithfulness, desired to do what is right, and to be more particular, what is right in the eyes of God. She was pretty sure that what Tamerlan did was not right. In fact, it was fatally wrong. She loves him, but she also loves God. And would you blame her for placing God in the first place in her life? Asel wrestled with their family situation. What should she do? What is the truly right thing for her to do now? Asel didn't leave the resolution of her dilemma to her own guesses or gossipers' advice. She traveled to a distant city in order to visit a renowned Muslim scholar. What this highly respected man told her matched Asel's own fears. There are only two solutions for the situation, the scholar told her. Either Tamerlan converts back to Islam or Asel must divorce him. If she doesn't, she will be committing adultery every time she sleeps with her own apostate husband. As a consequence, she will eternally suffer in hell. It was Pastor Sultan updating me on Tamerlan and Asel's situation while we walked with him on darkened evening streets of his city. He would alternate between normal speech and whisper or even silence whenever we met other pedestrians. When he was done with telling me the story, he turned directly at me and asked, what would be your advice, brother? I was thankful for the night obscuring hesitation in my face. What a question, Lord, I said in my mind, passing it on upwards. Poor Tamerlan, I continued out loud, and poor Asel. I told Pastor Sultan that I can see how both the husband and his wife strive as best as they know to lead their family closer to God. In my opinion, I said, no amount of theological argument will help. The main hope lays in Tamerlan being the best husband and the best father that he can be. All of their Seventh-day Adventist friends, not just Pastor Sultan and his family, must show lots of genuine love for Asel. And of course, a lot of intercession is needed from everyone who can be asked to pray for this couple. Tamerlan, I was assured, is doing all he can to play his part. The local Adventist community loves and embraces both him and his wife and family. Aaron is part of the Reach Out project with the You People. It is there that he met a very special young Muslim woman named Yasmina. In the second story, Erin will tell us about her unfortunate life story of how she got married. It was not a traditional marriage, but a more cruel and unconventional union. Here is his story. I want to share with you a story of um, a you people who, who became especially close to us. 
uh, in the recent time. Uh, and the name of uh, the story I will be reading is The Gate Opener. The you people can be found not only in Uland. A lot of others live scattered in other countries. Various statistics put their numbers between 10 and 25 million. You guess which one is right. I don't know myself. And out of those uh, enormous numbers, there's only a handful, literally a handful, of those who call Jesus Christ their Savior. Yasmina, the one I'm going to talk about today, is one of those few precious people. She was raised in a proud and influential U family here in Hisland. Her well-connected father arranged for Yasmina to marry the son of the most famous Hislandic writer of all times. But before they could get married, a violent young man kidnapped Yasmina, raped her and forced her to marry him. This style of bride-stealing is not uncommon in parts of Asia, even though the governments try their best to fight this tradition. Yasmina's father was enraged and he threatened to involve the police. At that, Yasmina's kidnapper pointed a pistol at her and he shouted that he would rather kill her first and then himself. What do you say? The father turned to his daughter. Yasmina, with the pistol still right by her head, whispered in fear. I will marry him, daddy. And so, as Yasmina believes to this day, a curse entered into her life. The marriage, predictably, was a disaster. And before long, Yasmina was a divorced woman with a little boy in her hand. She was a medical doctor. She deserved respect, but instead she found herself lonely, rejected and shamed by the gossipers of her community. It was at this low stage in her life that Yasmina first met Christians and she soon became one herself. Her church was founded and led by foreigners from a distant culture. These foreigners had no understanding of the U religious and cultural background and frankly they had no interest in learning anything about that. Yasmina was never encouraged to reach out to her own people and to other Muslims, let alone show how she could do that. On the contrary, those foreigners told Yasmina that their church is now her new family. For this reason, they expected her to reject her own culture and abandon her family, because by the virtue of not accepting Christ, they were unclean and they were to be avoided. You see, we often hear here in the West about Muslims rejecting a family member who chooses to follow Christ. But Yasmina's experience and that of many others was exactly the opposite. She had her doubts about her Christian mentor's approach, but she badly wanted to follow Jesus. And what was she was taught was all she knew about this new path of life. As years went by, Yasmina matured and she began to question some of the things that she had been taught. And this is where our paths crossed. It happened at an interdenominational disciple training event. When Yasmina saw Seventh-day Adventist books written and designed purposefully for Muslims, a new world opened up for her. This was a new avenue for her long-felt urge 
to return to her own people and be a witness for Jesus among them. Yasmina bought our books designed for Muslims and read them excitedly. One Sabbath, not long after, I invited her to hear my sermon on a topic I knew she would be interested in. From that day on, she started attending our church regularly. By this time, Yasmina has also sought her relatives. She went as far as apologizing for some of her choices she made as a Christian, and she was warmly accepted by most of her family. Ever since, she has been gently but courageously sowing seeds of faith and truth to those ready to listen. Yasmina has been introducing our family to one of her Muslim youth family members after another. Up to that point, we struggled to enter into their close-knit, cautious community here in Hislan. But Yasmina is a godsend. She is, as the title of this story uh, says, she is the gate opener. Her relatives quickly became some of our closest friends and some have followed in Yasmina's footsteps into our church activities and even Sabbath worship. Besides the Williams family and our own, you could probably count on your fingers the worldwide community of Adventists who have dedicated themselves to reaching the U. In fact, you might still have a few fingers left after counting all these people. And we are very excited to see Yasmina joining this team. And I better don't forget you. Perhaps you will never learn the U language or eat their delicious food, but your donations and your prayer support are building blocks which are essential for the growing of God's kingdom among these wonderful people. Thank you. With you, we will never be alone in this. God sent Aaron and his family to reach out to Yasmina and teach her about the love of her Savior, Jesus Christ. Join us again next time for more stories from our missionaries of the people that decided to follow Jesus and accept Him in their lives.